You're listening to the Wrestling and More podcast with your host, Rob Goodman. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at, at WAM Podcast UK to keep updated with all new content. Don't forget to check out the website www.wrestlingandmoreblog.weebly.com and subscribe to us on iTunes using the podcast app. If it's wrestling you want, keep it at Wrestling and More. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Wrestling and More podcast. And today we're looking at No Mercy 2017. Who is going to walk out of the matches as the victor? Now, I don't know about you, but just after the brand split, I personally thought SmackDown was hands down the better show. I'll be honest, in the build-up to No Mercy, yes, the go-home was a bit dodgy, very, very promo-heavy, but I think that the build-up to No Mercy has been fantastic. The build-up of the feud between Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar has been excellent. Both Heyman and Lesnar have done a brilliant job building Braun into a legitimate contender. Even the John Cena-Roman Reigns thing. Yes, people can argue that it is extremely one-sided. John Cena has buried Roman Reigns. It might be an unpopular opinion, but I think that Roman Reigns has done his best promo work as a singles competitor in this feud with John Cena. John Cena has brought out the best in him. Loads of people said, there's too much fourth wall breaking. No, there's not. It makes for engaging television. Who, since John Cena has been to Raw, has tuned in to Raw to see what is going to happen the week after. To see what John Cena is going to say. To see what Roman Reigns is going to say. Yeah, Reigns might stumble over his words. Don't forget he's in the ring with Cena, who is a tried and tested promo guy. His promos are great. He is a very charismatic guy. Roman Reigns isn't there yet. Yes, he's been pushed down our throats, but give him time. The build to the women's match has been weird, but good. They've done really well building Jason Jordan. After the fiasco of the reveal of him being the illegitimate son of Kurt Angle and everyone rejecting it on hilar- in hilarious ways, they've done a much better job because instead of giving him horrible, cheesy scripted promos, what they've done is they've let the lad wrestle and by God can Jason Jordan wrestle. Yes, he's lost in two consecutive matches to John Cena and Roman Reigns. But the rub he got from the performances he put into those matches has given him this legitimate push now and he feels like an intercontinental challenger. Absolutely so. To the point, well, I'm not going to spoil my predictions. With that, let's go straight into it. We're going to start with the Cruiserweight match. Enzo Amore versus Neville. Oh God, I hope they don't give the title to Enzo Amore. I have nothing against Enzo. I know that he's got backstage heat. I know he irritates the living hell out of pretty much everyone. But the figures don't lie. And he has bought a little bit more fan attention to 205 Live. Now, 205 Live is fantastic programming for anyone that watches it. Really, really good. The guys in the 205 Live division are incredible athletes. But the promos and the talking isn't quite there. Enzo is there with the talking. Yes, it's irritating. Yes, it goes on too long, but he can talk. He's charismatic as hell. 
And he brings something that the division needs. And I love the fact that they're not trying to get Enzo to hang with the cruiserweights. Because he can't. There's no way he can hang with Cedric Alexander, with Rich Swan, with Grand Metalik. Even with people like Lindsay Dorado, who isn't featured. He just can't hang with those men. So, I like the way that they are going with that. The fact that he has to cheat to win. Yes, it's a blatant rip-off of the Eddie Guerrero storyline, but... It's what's best for Enzo Amore. Plus, he's out of Vince's hair, though hopefully he won't be on Raw anymore after that horrendously awkward uh, part with The Miz, uh, where The Miz absolutely tore him a new one. And then he was completely destroyed by Braun Strowman. I don't know if anyone saw that on Raw, but good grief, Braun Strowman held nothing back. That was clearly someone in the back going, go on, Braun, go and have fun with him. Destroy him for me. And Jesus Christ, did he... uh, did he do it? But as for the prediction, I'd love to see Neville hold it. I think if you take take it away from him now, it's completely not only nullifying his title reign by losing it to Enzo, no disrespect to Enzo, but you're also telling me that Akira Tozawa, his title reign means nothing because they put it back on Neville just so that Enzo could have it. And it's not exactly a punishment for Enzo if, you know, as all the rumours are that he's been punished. not exactly a punishment giving him a title. But I just think that Neville does more with the title than Enzo, and you should be building someone on 205 Live, like Cedric Alexander, to beat Neville and to have that challenge Okay, and to build them up into a legitimate champion. I just think if they put the title on Enzo, people will shut off. Because Enzo is a polarising figure. You either love him or you hate him. So giving him the title, it'll do nothing. Nothing whatsoever for the division. That's just my personal opinion. I'm sure people out there disagree. I'm sure some people might agree with me. But who knows? I'm going with Neville... As my prediction for the Cruiserweight Championship, he will retain, I hope. Okay, next up we've got Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt in a man-on-man match. The Demon will not be making an appearance in this match. Bray has been lost for a long time, hasn't he? Since he lost the world title at, um, at WrestleMania, he's looked lost. He's been spouting nonsensical bollocks. Uh, for a long time, and it's a shame because he is, you know, his character. There's a lot to, there's a lot to delve into with Bray. And I thought when it first started, his feud with Finn Balor was going to be excellent. They're both very good wrestlers, both good talkers. You know, both men have that supernatural side. I thought fantastic. Finally, a feud that Bray Wyatt is going to be into. Yes, he's going to lose because Bray Wyatt loses. That's his gimmick. Um, you know, but more exposure for Finn Balor, who I also love. Um, not going to lie, up to SummerSlam, it was awful. It was genuinely really bad. Um, even their match at SummerSlam um, was average, very, very average. Um, and it was based more around the Demon. But since SummerSlam, I've enjoyed what they've been doing. Bray's promos seem more concise, seem more targeted. It's obvious that he is 
talking about people hiding behind the mask and bringing gold dust into it as well and taking the mask off by rubbing the paint off after he'd worn. I love that. That's excellent. You're giving Bray direction. Okay, Finn Balor's promo on the Titantron, a bit polarising. The dialogue was a bit cheesy, but the feud means something. And yeah, I'm... I don't really want to see this continue after No Mercy. Ideally, I'd like to see Finn challenge for the IC title. I'd like to see Bray challenge for the IC title, but these two need to move on after this. I think this is the rubber match. This should be it. There should be no more Finn and Bray. Unless Bray wins, and then Finn's got to go back into the Demon to beat Bray. Oh, God. Oh, God. No, it's going to be Finn Balor. Finn Balor will win this match because it'll end the feud, and... The whole point of this feud is that Finn Balor only wins via the power of the demon. And if, you know, if Bray wins this match, it proves his point. It completely, pardon me, it completely undersells um, Finn Balor. And I just, I just can't see that happening. I just cannot see that happening. He's too big a name, too big a star, too over with the fans to let that happen. Bray will lose this feud. Again, that's because of what he does. And he will go on to a lovely feud with someone like, I don't know, R-Truth or Elias or someone like that, which he will also probably lose. Uh, there was someone on Twitter asked, who do you think will be the person uh, that Kurt Hawkins beats to end his losing streak? And the answer is unanimously Bray Wyatt. He will beat Bray Wyatt and it will be a sad day for all involved. But... For the Bray Wyatt Finn Balor grudge match, which hasn't had a bad build, uh, I'm going to go for Finn Balor. Next, we have got what is now a Fatal Five Way match. It was a Fatal Four Way. We now have a Fatal Five Way for the Women's Championship, and that is between Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, Nia Jax, Emma, and the newly inserted Bailey. I have a massive problem with this match, and that is why has Bailey been inserted into the match? She has been on the shelf, and yes, I understand that they brought her out on Monday because it was a hometown of San Jose, but she has done no build-up to this show at all, and her appearance on Raw completely took everyone's eyes off Emma, who is actually in the match through her own means. And it's no wonder that women on the roster are getting a bit frustrated with their lack of direction. Emma is in that match, but nobody is talking about Emma. Everyone's talking about, oh, Bailey and Sasha Banks. Emma deserves a chance. Emma is extremely underrated. She's a great wrestler. Yes, her constant crowing about how she started the women's revolution is starting to get slightly tedious now, but she deserves a chance. Now... Alexa Bliss is a great champion. I love Alexa Bliss. Her talking is brilliant. Her wrestling has really come on. Putting her in the ring with people like Sasha Banks is going to help with that. I'd I love Bailey. I think she's been horribly, horribly mistreated. Horribly mistreated by the main roster creative staff. Look at her work in NXT. Um, even to her last match at TakeOver, um, TakeOver Brooklyn 2. Just an outstanding match with Asuka. And then she comes to the main roster and she's suddenly this socially awkward girl that can't do anything. It just it's it's baffling how creative can drop a ball as much as they've done with Bailey. They've gone from taking one of the most beloved people in the world, in the whole of the WWE roster, to someone that is being booed 
and you can dress it up as much as you want, Bailey was getting booed before the injury. Now she came back last night, got a pop. Yes, it was San Jose, it's where she's from, she's going to get a pop. But maybe the injury, I hope she's okay, obviously, but maybe that's the best thing that's happened to her. I don't think she'll win this. I hope she doesn't win this, because if she does, what's the point? What's the point of making it a five-way? Just make it a one-on-one match between Alexa Bliss and Bailey, Because Emma and Nia Jax will have just been taken along for the ride. Um, Sasha Banks, what has this woman got to do to keep the title? I mean, honestly, you talk about innovators. Sasha Banks has been part of, you know, an Iron Woman match, two Iron Woman matches. She's been part of the first ever woman's Hell in a Cell. She is an innovator, along with Charlotte Flair, yet they cannot keep the title off her, to the point where they're making it into a storyline, the fact that she cannot retain the title once she's got it. What kind of crap is that? You've got the legit boss, someone who's as good in the ring as Sasha Banks is, and the only storyline you can come up with is, oh, she can't retain it if she wins it. What utter nonsense. Utter nonsense. Now, hopefully, at WrestleMania 34, it will be Bailey versus Sasha Banks, the culmination of the storyline they started teasing earlier on this year, because that is the storyline. That is the storyline with a heel Sasha Banks. It would. That is the kind of story that could, if a woman's match is ever going to headline WrestleMania, that would be one that would headline WrestleMania if you built Bailey in that way. Giving Sasha or Bailey the title now? No, not at no mercy. Not when you've still got so long till WrestleMania. I just I don't see it. Which brings me to Nia Jax. She is my pick. They've built this stuff with Alexa Bliss. They've built up Nia Jax as this dominant heel. She needs to do it on a big stage now. She needs to do it on a big stage. I love the fact that the three women who are in the wing, the ring, sorry, Bliss, Banks, and Alexa Bliss, uh, sorry, Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, and Bailey, they all had to team up to take down Nia, similar to WrestleMania. But you've got to have Nia go over here if you want to build her as this legitimate threat, this legitimate monster of the women's division. She has got to win this match. It's simple. She's got to. Otherwise, you risk just, you know, having another naff storyline where you've got, oh, she can do it on Raw, but she can't do it on pay-per-view. And what use is that to a woman you are trying to build to stardom? You're trying to get her to be that monster. So for me, it's got to be Nia Jax that wins this title. It's got to be Nia Jax that wins. Um, I don't know whether it's elimination. I don't think it is. But I think that Nia will probably get the pin over Emma, which is unfortunate. But I think that'll be where it goes. And then I think Bailey will take it off Nia at... Uh, what pay-per-views have we got coming up for Raw? Survivor Series is a bit soon. I think Bailey will take it off and before Mania, Banks will turn heel and at WrestleMania you'll have Bailey as the champion going in against Sasha Banks. The only problem you've got with that though is if Bailey hasn't been built properly, you are going to have people cheering Sasha Banks because she's heel. Uh, sorry, because everyone loves Sasha Banks, even though she's a heel. So you run that risk, but hopefully creative realise that they've dropped such a ball with Bailey that this will kind of prompt them to do better things with her. In theory. Hopefully. But then again, probably not.
Next, we have Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins versus Cesaro and Sheamus, who have apparently created the name The Bar for themselves. That is officially their tag team name. Awful. Awful, awful name. Awful name for two people who are working extremely well. Uh, not a lot to say about this match, to be perfectly honest. I love the work that both pair, both men, both teams of men are doing. I love Cesaro and Sheamus. They've done really good work since they were forced together as a tag team. Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, they are bouncing off each other so well. They're bringing a lot of legitimacy to the tag team division, which I'm not saying it lacked on Raw. It certainly is on SmackDown, um, with the exception of the New Day and the Usos, obviously. But Raw, they are the best teams. You know, Cesaro and Sheamus and Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, they are the two best teams in the Raw division. Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. I think Ambrose and Rollins are going to hold on to them here because there's more of a storyline going forward with Ambrose and Rollins holding the titles than there is for Cesaro and Sheamus. Obviously, there's a lot of chatter online about Dean Ambrose going heel and turning on Seth. Some people are arguing that if they lose this match, Ambrose will turn heel. No, it's it's too soon. It's too soon to turn Ambrose heel. Give them a run with the titles, build just that little bit of descent, and then when they when they do eventually lose the titles, maybe it's Survivor Series, then turn Dean heel. Okay, even the Rumble. Okay, you need a big stage for this storyline because again, that is a WrestleMania match. Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose. Tell me you don't want to see that at WrestleMania. Both men would put on an absolute classic because when Dean is motivated. He is going to put on a wrestling masterclass, especially with someone as good as Seth. Seth is brilliant. So to build that storyline, for me, Ambrose and Rollins have got to take the tag belts in this match. There's nothing for Cesaro and Sheamus to do if they get the titles. There's nothing. There's no. There's no more storyline for me if they get it. Where they go from here, I don't know. I just I don't see them with the titles. So for me, it's the Shield. Now, this is an interesting one. The Intercontinental Championship match. This was decided on this week's Go Home Raw. Um, the best segments and best match of Raw, in my opinion. And it's Miz with the Taraj, you assume, versus Jason Jordan. Now, I'm going to go with Jason Jordan for this. And the reason I'm going to go for Jason Jordan is quite simply because I like the idea of the Miz chasing the title again. It's, it's no secret that Vince wants... People now to break these records. He's doing it with the New Day on SmackDown, and I have no doubt he's going to do it with the Miz being the highest cumulative amount of days as Intercontinental Champion. And believe me, he deserves it. When you look at what he's come from to where he is now, one of the best promos in the WWE, you know, his in ring work has really improved, and it's got to the point where I genuinely, genuinely enjoy his work. But I think he would work better now chasing Jason Jordan's title. I'd like to see some more heel antics from him with Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. I'd like to see Jason Jordan get this title, really cement that legitimacy net then, really start to work on his character and build him towards bigger and better things because clearly the WWE want him to be a big thing, want him to be the biggest thing. That's why they've given him this angle with Kurt Angle. So it would make sense... For him to start now, 
for him to get this title. Plus, you've got the whole thing with The Miz now getting quite cocky and saying, oh, well, I'm not defending my title. I didn't defend it at SummerSlam. Are you not giving me an opponent? And it's like the idea of Jason Jordan rocking up for his dad, for his dad's honour, like Kurt needs that, and taking it from him. So for me, Jason Jordan takes the title. And then we come to the two final matches. What a two final matches this is. I mean, let's face it, if both these matches were the joint main event of WrestleMania, we wouldn't complain at all. Yet they're being thrown away on effectively a B-show pay-per-view. You know, no mercy, no offence to the, you know, the name of it, but it's not a big pay-per-view, yet we've got two absolutely stonking matches. I'm going to start with Cena Reigns, because in my opinion, the Universal title match should headline. Um, Cena Reigns, it's got to be Reigns. I mean, just speaking out, you know, out of kayfabe, John Cena's going away to film Transformers, so it would make sense for Reigns to win this match. I mean, it builds on a lot for WrestleMania. You can, you know, Reigns' cockiness is going to get, his ego's going to get bigger. Well, I've beaten The Undertaker, I've ended The Undertaker's streak, and now I've beaten John Cena. What else have you got for me, WWE, if the rumours are true, and Vince does want <sighs> Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the Universal title, then, you know, you might as well start building Roman Reigns. And yes, he's going to get booed, and yes, fans aren't going to say he's been thrust down our throats. Unfortunately, it's just the way it's going to be. And despite that fact, Reigns has massively improved in the ring. His promo skills, yes, they aren't the best, but they have improved. And I think that Reigns will go over here. He has to go over here because Cena has completely emasculated him on the mic. Completely. And yes, like I said earlier, Reigns has, you know, he's done his best promo work since his singles push, but come on. You know, Cena did own him. And if Cena owns him on the mic and then owns him in the ring... It doesn't leave him a lot. It does not leave him a lot at all. So for me, Reigns will go over here um, and then we'll probably start the program for WrestleMania, um, which might seem a long time away, but Reigns won't win the Rumble. So, in fact, I think it will be AJ. AJ Styles that wins the Rumble to set up a match against Nakamura. Oh, that would be tasty. But, so you might as well start it now and give it that big build. Because no one from Raw is going to win the Royal Rumble, in my opinion. So start building it. And with that said, the headline match, the main event, Brock Lesnar, the Universal Champion, versus Braun Strowman, the monster among men. Give me a success story that is better than Braun Strowman in 2017. I mean, honestly, the man has come from the lumbering, greenish giant of the Wyatt family to a legitimate badass. He is incredible. Absolutely incredible. I have never enjoyed a, pit, a video of someone having a chair thrown at them as much as I enjoyed it when Braun did it to Roman. I must have replayed that gif a million times. It was brilliant. And he doesn't have to say much. 
All of it is his actions. He was the best thing about SummerSlam by a mile. And Brock obviously respects Braun because he has been put across by both Braun, sorry, by Brock and by Heyman. They're not billing it as a wrestling match. They are built. They are billing it as a shoot fight. I mean, you look at Brock, and he is, you know, obviously kayfabe. He's he's worried, and that's excellent. That really is that no sell from the German suplex was just unbelievable. No one no sells a German suplex. Oh, it was it was brilliant. I've I've everything Brock's uh, Braun's done. I've thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed. And this is the trickiest one because I thought I'd leave that one to last and then by the time I get through the podcast I will have an answer in my head. But I don't... Ah, uh, I mean, I know that Vince, as I stated before, wants a Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns main event for WrestleMania 34. That's, that's what's being bandied about online. That doesn't mean that Brock has to hold it for that long. He could legitimately lose it at No Mercy, win it back at the Rumble, lose it at Mania. I don't think the WWE would do that if they were to go ahead with the plan. I think Brock would hold it, literally dispel with everyone, and then Roman would beat him. Yes, it's predictable. Yes, it's boring. But that's what the WWE would do, in my opinion. But Brock versus Braun. I mean, Braun is the most legitimate challenger in my opinion. I mean, Samoa Joe came close, but... Hmm. Do you know what? No, I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to go Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar to beat Braun Strowman at no mercy. All I can hope is that unlike the Samoa Joe match at Great Balls of Fire, it doesn't just take one F5. Because Braun deserves so much more than that. From the way he's been built, from the way he's wrestling, from the way he is destroying Brock. Uh, sorry, yeah, Brock. At every point, it's really hard <laughs> when you've got two men, one Braun, one Brock. Um, but he's been destroying Brock Lesnar at every turn. To then dismiss him with one F5 would just undo all that good work that the creative have been doing. So I'm going for Brock, but hopefully he will put Braun over huge, because Braun is a future Universal Champion or WWE Champion if he stay if he goes over to SmackDown. There's there's no doubt about that. For a start, Vince McMahon loves muscly men. You know, look at the '90s. He loves muscly men. Braun fits that mold. He'd be a phenomenal heel champion, an absolutely phenomenal one. If it ha- whether it happens at No Mercy, I'm not so sure. If it, if it did go to Bra- Braun, I'm sure that he would do fantastic things with it. But I just think for what the WWE have got planned, I'm going for I'm going for Brock Lesnar. And that's that. That's our predictions for No Mercy. I mean, it looks like a great show. There's not really a match on there that I'm not looking forward to. Maybe the women's five-way, and that's just because of the way Bailey's just been shoehorned into it. That's nothing to do with the competitors in it. Really looking forward to the Jason Jordan, the Miz match, because Jason Jordan, his wrestling skill is absolutely top-notch. 
Obviously, I'm looking forward to Cena Reigns. I think that's going to be an absolute barnstormer. I'm looking forward to seeing what Braun is going to do to Brock. What can he do now? I mean, you know, throw him from the Titantron? I mean, we don't want him to kill Brock. But he's got to do something. Something's got to happen to Brock. And if Brock is to win, which is obviously my prediction, they've got to make Braun look good. They've got to make Braun look good. No, I'm not really that bothered for the Bray Wyatt-Finn Balor match, but, you know, that's... They're both good wrestlers. It should be a it should be an okay match. But thank you very much for listening. Uh, comment and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Of course, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a review. We would much appreciate it. Talk to us on Twitter at WAM Podcast UK. Follow, like us on Facebook at Wrestling and More Blog, and go to the website www.wrestlingandmoreblog.weebly.com for wrestling blogs, lists, and podcasts and universe mode gameplay. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you guys later.